Welcome to the High Vibe Tribe podcast with me, your host, Dawn Owen. I'm a wife, a mom, and an entrepreneur, a speaker, a zero BS coach, and a lover of the high vibe life. I help business leaders like you create huge breakthroughs in their life and business so that you can achieve the freedom and impact you want and deserve. In this podcast, you will hear me talk all about mindset, money, and magic. The power trio that I know will get you where you want to go fast. This is the High Vibe Tribe podcast. my guest for today so she's a designer and a manufacturer of chic very chic ladies laptop bags she's a single mom she successfully navigated a huge house move from one part of the country to another she's excellent I think at showing up on social media very authentically and actually I think she's pretty cool and a bit of a celeb so I'm really excited to introduce my guest today it's Charlotte Carter hi Charlotte Hello, thank you for having me on. I really more than it. More than welcome. So I like to start by asking people on the High Vibe podcast, how high is your vibe right now today on a scale of one to ten? And you can be perfectly honest. Well, I take my vibe has been pretty low the last couple of weeks because it's just been freezing and miserable. But today the sun's shining, so I've got out and had like a nice walk this morning with no no kids. And so, yeah, I would give you a 10 out of 10 today. Oh, wow, a 10 out of 10. What a way to start. We're in for a treat then today. That's going to be fantastic. Okay. So I know that you've had a varied and I think interesting background. And so I'd love to you to share with our listeners a bit about your childhood, where you grew up, what other jobs that you've had before you got to the very exciting thing that you do now. Oh, where do I start with that? My childhood... Yeah, so I my parents are foster carers, so they've fostered since I was six years old. So we've always had a f- loads of different people in and out of the house um, when I was younger, and I've got a brother as well. And that, I think, was really difficult sometimes, but I think I learned a lot, and it's given me a lot of insights, actually, into, like, people mm. and humans, you know, and to realise how lucky I am with a lot of things as well. So that was, that was, yeah, an interesting childhood. <laughs> yeah, um, interesting. But, but yeah, I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky. I've, I talk to my mum most weeks and my dad's lovely. And yeah, me and my brother never got along when we were younger. He used to beat me up quite a lot, actually. <laughs> yeah, I did get bullied a little bit, but as as in our late teens we've really get on really well now so we're, oh, we're, we don't talk every day but we you know we're, we're close in the sense that if either of us ever needed anything we can pick up the phone so I'm very lucky in that respect so yeah my childhood was a very there was a lot of stuff going on all the yeah. time we always had about three foster kids in the house and it was great in one way because I'd never get if I was getting bullied at school or anything, I always had someone in the house that lived in the house that was a bit rough and ready. So I'd be like, Can you come and pick 
school I think I might get beaten up can you just like show your face I love that (laughs) but it did get me into trouble a lot as well because we I had those influences around you know like stealing drinking and a lot you know like when I was younger I was around a lot of that and kids that were you know going through their own traumas so I would quite often sort of go along with it and go Mm. and hang out with them and get into all sorts of trouble so that was me as a kid and then when I I left home when I was about 17 I just turned 17 I went to London and I was modeling and that was you know I think at that point I was quite an angry like late teen I had this like inner anger in me And I just wanted to be like, F you, I'm going to make something of myself, I'm going to be the best and nothing's going to get in my way. And I I just wanted to be like really successful. I remember that. I was very, you know, I had this like idea in my head of what I wanted my life to be like. And I've got to ask you that. Is it like it now or has that changed no, it's the complete opposite of what I had in my head when I was 17. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I was quite rebellious up until I fell pregnant with my daughter. And I, de- I definitely, you know, I had some, I was really lucky. I had some really good influences in my life. And because um, I was very much sort of like out there on my own kind of yeah. thing being in London there was a lot of on that scene as well like modeling and some of the people I was hanging out with some quite dodgy stuff going on and you know I'm really lucky I've got a couple of friends that I knew back then literally only a couple that I really communicate with now Mm -hmm. and that have been there for me like no matter what so, but I had some amazing experiences doing that because I was on set a lot. I did traveling. I went to Athens. I went to, where else did I go? Prague. I worked with Clean and Clear. I did a campaign for Pro 7 and worked with Robbie Williams. I was working with Revlon and Body Shop. And um, I did a lot of different things, you know. I don't really talk about it now, but I think I fell pregnant with my daughter and... Um, you know she was very much wanted very much wanted and then um but I realized like uh, you know my situation needed to change a lot and and I needed to change my lifestyle and I needed to be more responsible I was quite reckless and self-destructive I think oh. and so then when I had my daughter I ended up going home which nearly killed me I can't even explain <laughs> yeah because that was like in my head when I left like the worst thing in my head would be to be a single mum in Portsmouth Mm -hmm. because that's what I always thought like that's I saw a lot of that growing up and I had it in my head like that's not going to be me and so I was in my very early 20s and I had to I I just had to there was no other way of us being okay and like it just completely broke me and I felt like such a failure because I'd gone from modeling and you know I'd get I've never been very good with money when I was younger I would get you know big chunks big payouts and I would go to Selfridges and just go and buy whatever that's part of being young isn't it I often look yeah. at I often feel sorry for young footballers for example that are discovered and then suddenly are catapulted from you know maybe not such a privileged background where they've never had that and then they're catapulted and I always wish you know that they had some kind of mindset training and financial training and I'm pretty sure they 
kind of maybe get a little bit but certainly you know years ago nothing like that was kind of around was it so it's understandable really yeah and I think I always was drawn to like men that were not the best of influences and actually probably just took the mick you know out out of me and I allowed that to happen and probably encouraged it at some points in my life you know I don't know why I fell into that kind of habit and it and it definitely was a habit you know I think I think now I've you know it's not like that anymore but definitely when I was younger I had I had like a a thing for just idiotic men (laughs) (laughs) we've all been there we've all been there so so yeah so you went back to Portsmouth with Matilda your daughter yeah 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 and what happened then so she was five months old then and I remember I my mum knew I didn't want to be there and she was just like right come on you need to pull yourself together like my mum's quite tough she's which is good actually when you're in when you're when you're in the pits Mm -hmm. she's like get yourself together now go and enroll on a college course and I'm like mum like I can't and she's like you she said I'm you feel rough now but in a couple of months you'll be bored she said you you never get you're never down for long Charlotte like pull yourself together go and do it and roll on a college course and just pull your socks up and get stuck in so I did I went and done AS level in photography which I can't remember any of it now. <laughs> I can't remember how to use an automatic camera now, but I did get a distinction, believe it or not. I've done really well in that. And um, yeah, I, don't, I got, I think I got, did I get an A? I think I got an A. Wow. But yeah, so I've done, I done all right in that. And it was just one day a week. And then the following year, I felt like, right, what am I, what am I going to do? You know, I've got to provide for Matilda. What am I going to do? And so I went and done like business administration and it yeah. nearly killed me. Of course, yeah. <laughs> I bet that was a real change from being, I mean, even photography is like creative modeling. And then suddenly it's like business, business administration. It was being like Honestly, a big like. <laughs> because as well at the time look I'd gone from being going to like all the best nightclubs you can possibly get into and being on the guest list and getting like a magnum of grey goose and buying you know designer clothes and walking around like you know I thought I was something special to then going and sitting in a classroom with a load of 16 year olds and putting my hands up and having to ask to go to the toilet like and then I was skin as well I was absolutely skin I was on benefits and I know a lot of people think, oh, people who are on benefits are living the high life and they don't mm. have, it's so hard. Yeah. It's so hard Like your rent payments don't cover your rent if you're mm. not in a council property. I didn't want to take on a council property because I wanted to be, I did, like, I wanted to be in a building that I knew was safe and mm. there yeah. was, you know, so, yeah it was really really hard I was skin a lot of the time and I got a job in a baby shop as well on a Saturday and at the time I was really going through hell with my daughter's dad that was really difficult and we it ended up really really escalating and I just couldn't manage it like I was trying to manage it and I just felt so guilty on Matilda as well because I always wanted her to have like a family and I was just getting like absolutely hounded and I I wasn't coping very well so then I think the following year I moved house after I got um he actually phoned the police on himself 
<laughs> and said he was going to kill me. And they and I'd reported him for a lot of different things up until that point. But the police came to my door. I was leaving for college with Matilda and I had her in the pram and I had two police officers at my door. I was in the flats and uh, they said to me, like, basically, like, oh, don't be in you know like is there anywhere you can go and stay and get out the house and they weren't doing anything about it right. and this had been going on for about a year and it was making me ill and in the end I ended up moving houses and then I got a job and and we didn't speak to him for a year because I just couldn't I couldn't cope yeah and then I got, I got a job and I started, I actually blagged my way onto a HNC wow. because she needed a level three qualification, but I'd done a level three in fine, personal finance. And I said I had a level three qualification in finance without being specific. And they <laughs> let me into the course and I just never gave them the paperwork. <laughs> I love that. I was like, I need to get a better paid job. And how am I going to do that? I can't waste another year. Like, I'll just jump straight in. So I did my HNC and I, and I had an account manager role. And then I went on and done my HND. And the job that I had was absolutely awful. And I think it was like 15 grand a year. It was like nothing. Wow. Yeah. And I was working on the weekends as well. And I used to take Matilda with me to get the cash oh. in baby. <laughs> and then... I, I got a job at a company called Gemma Lighting and I absolutely loved it. I loved that job. Yeah. And I started to sort of, sort of feel a bit more like myself again. And then at yeah. that point, I'd done my HND and I was going to do a degree in business management. And my mum was like, you're going to kill yourself. You can't mm-hmm. do it. Because I was going to work and my eyes were like streaming out of water. Oh, God. I had no sleep. Because I'd be like up in the night looking after Tilly. Yeah. Like, you know what it's like when they're younger. And I'd be having to do like the full work day and the course that I was doing the work was really like you did need to put quite a lot of hours in for the coursework. So I'd stay up till maybe like one or two o'clock doing that. And then I'd have to get up at about six and then Tilly would wake me up in the night as well. So I wasn't getting much sleep that year. And also I was quite like exhausted. And I ended up in hospital actually twice because I, I had a kidney infection and then... I had like a stomach problem as well. And it was literally just down to stress. It was like the harassment, mm-hmm. the, but you know, it, he actually done me a favor because of that. I knew that he wanted me to fail at that point. And it was the biggest push that I needed because I was like, absolutely not. That's not going to happen. And then I ended up getting a job at a corporate company. I, I took a loan out to do my driving license because I, re- I met a girl actually when I was working and she told me her salary and she had a company car and everything. And I thought, wow, right. I want to be like her. Yeah. So I took a loan out and done my driving license. So I could get, and I did, I got a job at that company. I contacted the director and I basically pitched to them why I would be a good fit for them and what I could bring to their business. And they created a role for me. And wow. I got a 10 grand rise overnight when I'd done that. And then I moved and worked for a smaller independent. And then I nearly went bankrupt and then I quit my job and then I started my business. That's basically wow I feel like I've been dragged along on that journey with you I mean I I didn't know all of that because I I said this to someone last week you know when we meet people we meet them where they are right now and it's easy to think they've always been that person that you meet then I mean, that is 
super inspiring to me. I know it's going to be inspiring to a lot of people because, I mean, there's lots of elements in there of different people's stories, a single mom or, you know, wanting to earn more money and moving, how going to London, coming back. But you add all of them together. I mean, I feel like it should be a novel or something, but, you know, it's your it's your life. So, I mean, I if I had a hat on, I'd be taking it off to you because, I, you know, and I know what you've done since, which we're going to talk about in a minute. But, yeah, absolutely incredible. And uh, yeah, well, I think I could have made better decisions along the way, you know, because I look at some friends of mine that are similar ages and there's one friend of mine. And I was with her last week, actually. We don't we don't see each other now. She's really, really busy. She's got an amazing job. She's got three properties. She's got two kids and she's got husbands. And, you know, I remember when I was younger, what I was up to and what she was up to. It was very different. And yeah. I'm really proud of her. Like, she deserves everything she's got. And I think that I just didn't have the focus or the skills and the and actually, like, I think at times I've just not had the confidence or self-belief. I've always mm. kind of got swept away in things and mm. allowed, you know, kind of like allowed things to happen when actually, like, I should have been um, taking more control, which is what I've realised now into my 30s. Yeah. And I think, you know, we have a phrase in coaching about, you know, you 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 do the best you do at the time with the resources in front of you. So, you know, it's about okay where, where you've been I always say you know the only power in the past is using it for the future because it's yeah. things that have happened and you did the best that you could at the time you know you had lots of like mini turning points in your life where you you know spurred off and gone and got yourself that that job I mean you know meeting someone and going oh my god I want to be like like her and getting yourself the job and, you know, 10 grand pay rise and then becoming, literally becoming that person. You know, you've had some great moments in there. And then obviously, tell me about the lightning bolt that hit you to think about starting Carter Bags. Yeah, so again, that was, I mean, when I look back now, actually, because I've done, um, someone was asking me this a while ago, like, did I do fashion and stuff when I was younger? And actually, look, I did used to do a lot of drawings about fashion when I was younger. And I used to have this little plastic thing and it would have like little figurines, like little body parts that you would slot in and then you'd get a crayon. and go Yes, and you'd go over the top and you could move it right. Yes, about. yes. No one ever knows what I'm talking about. Yes, I'm I do. Yeah, I want to say it was called like World of Fashion or something. You could move it round, couldn't oh, you? Not yes. different. Yes, yes, yes. I remember. <laughs> I can't believe that you know what I'm talking about because no one knows. Yes, I had that, and then I used to do my designs, and I used to make these massive like fashion collections and stuff when I was really a lot younger. But then, and then obviously, like I did the modelling, and I and I did meet a lot of people that were doing different things then. So I think I've just been really lucky. Like I've met a lot of people, and I've been in a lot of like situations that I think a lot of people probably wouldn't have been like had the opportunity to through different things that I've done like completely random and all accidental as well (laughs) but yeah I basically I started doing I was using LinkedIn in my sales roles and Mm -hmm. I was doing really really successful with that I was always like I've always worked hard when I've had a job and I've always been the top of like a new business as well opening new accounts was what I was really really good at in sales and so I I thought well what can I do because I wasn't gonna get like the level of pay that I needed to get quick quick enough because I had the rent I had the childcare, 
and I was like you know I just felt really stuck I didn't know what to do so I I um just quit everything and started doing LinkedIn training then lockdown hit and like pretty much everything that I had organized and had in the pipeline was evaporated overnight within like a couple of months and I was like oh oh, maybe I should have kept that job but then I just started helping people when I saw like mass redundancies coming through just because I had the time and I knew how to do it and connect people Mm -hmm. and I started pivoting and doing like LinkedIn marketing and then within a few months I had like a full client list and I started working with some really amazing people over lockdown and managed to pay off my debt I'm back in debt again now but yeah over that period of time I did manage to do that and I was working with a lady called Alice Rowan Hall mm-hmm. and I didn't even think that it, she was a real profile when I first connected with her I thought she was like a fake person because I was like this lady's like phenomenal she, she can't be real but she is actually real and she's really inspirational and so she had exited a business that she started when she was younger and she'd done very well out of it and then she was launching uh, three businesses in lockdown with her husband and she had a little girl so I was kind of working with her and that's when I kind of got the idea like oh well she's doing that like why can't I do it kind of thing and this is like just something that I guess maybe now you pointed it out maybe I'll just do that like if I meet someone and I think oh I like what they're doing I, I could do that yeah well I could I do it uh, I naively thought I, sh- I was pondering like what to do with the marketing I was like do I scale that business but then it would cost so much money and I haven't got much money and like can I afford to take someone on and and I also was getting really sick of being at the computer all the time and then I thought yeah I'll just start a product, product business on the side and see how it goes and like I just can't believe I didn't realize it was so new so you know we're talking like lockdown onwards so maximum three years if not less and you know I knew that you'd done some LinkedIn marketing um, and I know you're prolific on LinkedIn and LinkedIn you know con- share your LinkedIn content but I didn't realize that the bags was actually less than three years I mean it's incredible yeah it's only 18 months and then you've got to think as well and this is the thing that I do find hard now is looking back you know it's really hard because there's no point in time since I started that there hasn't been some enormous outside factor that's had a massive effect on my business yeah so it's really hard when people go oh like you know like oh what what what, what's it like for you in February I'm like well to be honest I've got no idea because when I look back at last year this happened all that happened so Mm -hmm. how do you know you know there's been the shipping crisis there's been uh, the the lockdowns in China have been massively impactful there's been there was even a point where and I think most people have forgotten this now but and I think it was last year where I wanted to move my stock up to a warehouse in Plymouth Mm -hmm. And um, we ran out of pre- petrol. Do <laughs> <laughs> you remember that? I do, actually. Now you said it. I remember the post. I mean, so I, I know that you've had a lot of these challenges because obviously I follow you on LinkedIn. I'm just wondering, what do you think is it inside you that keeps you going? Because a lot of people would go, well, first of all, I'm not going to start a business in lockdown. And like you say, you, you know, they had significantly worse lockdowns in China than we did. 
you know, I know you've had problems with postage, the shipping thing, the running out of petrol. How come? What do you think it is in you that you just don't go, fuck this. I'm just like, I'm giving up. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I have felt like that quite a lot at different periods. But I think it's honestly, look, I can't. can't. Like, I'm too far into it. And I think, like, even when I felt like giving up, I'm like, right, what does that look like? And what's the impact of that? And I'm like, I literally can't give up. There's no option for me to give up because I don't have a fallback. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Don't people say you shouldn't have a plan B. You've got to just make plan A work. So, yeah, I'm totally in that. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean... It is it that it that is it really, you know. And and also I do really believe that if I can overcome this and I can get through and I can make it work, then eventually something's gotta give. Like I just yeah. believe that. And then I think, what's the alternative for me that I go and get another job? Mm-hmm. Like what's that gonna look like? How is that gonna impact my life? How is that gonna uh, you know, what's that gonna look like with Matilda? And What's the pay going to be? What's the potential payoff of that? Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, I, I I wouldn't have an issue with going and getting a job if I needed to. I, I enjoy being an employee. I, I always enjoyed working in sales. Um, but I just think the potential is massive with the bags. And I really think that I can pull it off. And I know at the moment I'm learning. And... I just need to keep going with it. That's just how I feel about it. I can't really explain it. I don't know why I haven't given up, to be honest. I think it's just that I just believe that eventually I'll figure it out and it will work out. I love that. I think you said there, um, you know, that I'll eventually pull it off. I think you're pulling it off. You know, I have got two of these bags. And, you know, for the listeners, we will post the links to Charlotte's website. So I've got from the latest collection, because I know you have small collections, don't you? I've got the smaller laptop toads and I've got the camera bag. And I've got them both in four. And I broke the habit of a lifetime. I always go for black. But I know that they're really easy to clean if you get marks on them. I saw the other day you did somebody got biro on and it just came off. And I absolutely love them I can't rave about them enough and I love the fact that you know they're going to change and you're going to have new collections and you know as a woman who is very interested in bags and shoes you're right you know it's huge potential potential who doesn't love a nice bag you know and I think I saw either saw you on video or or read that you said you know when you were first researching you know they're all ugly AF if you can <laughs> if you can fit all your stuff in them, it's like fugly. No one wants that. It's so true. Me and a friend actually, and this is why this is why I think it has kind of worked, you know. I it is because when I was working in sales, I found it and I was a mum and I was at, on a good salary, I had the company car, I was still like not able to spend 500 quid on a bag for myself, it just wasn't yeah. a viable option for me, and that was the kind of price that the decent laptop yeah. bags were coming in at, and other than that, they were just really, really ugly, and I remember like, I remember when I got a job actually, that one I was saying about with the pay rise, yeah. And they gave me like the ugliest laptop bag homes, man. <laughs> and I remember saying like, I am not using that because I took a lot of pride in my period. I know it turned up today looking quite scruffy, but we've yeah. had lockdown since. But back then <laughs> I was you know, heels to work most days. Yeah. 
I would be very polished. I would never not have my nails done. Like that would just be a no-no for me. And I was customer facing, so I wanted to look good. It made me feel good when I was going to work. And I was just like, I would rather just carry my laptop than walk around with that bag on my arm. And I used to walk into team meetings just carrying my laptop. (laughs) And I remember my sales manager would be like, Charlotte, like you are driving me mad doing that. And I was like, well, buy me a better laptop bag then because I'm not walking around with that. And I made a deal with him actually that if I if I hit a certain target, that he would buy me a Carl Lagerfield bag. Wow. <laughs> and did you hit it? Did you hit it? Of course I did. Yeah, of course. I knew you were gonna say that. Of course you did. So tell us a bit about the bags because I know everyone's gonna go and look them up, but they've got all sorts of qualities about them, haven't they? So tell us about the bags. Yeah, yeah so the linings are all hundred percent recycled, which I think is fab. Mm-hmm. And I see this, oh, I wish this was more mainstream because this is what I always say. It's really hard with bags because I'm using recycled materials and they're not in the mainstream yet. So them they're, they're more expensive. And the difficulty is as well, they're made to order. So you need to order a lot of material and it's, you know, like a minimum amount that you need to order. So to do like diverse colorways is more difficult. If I was to use a non-recycled fabric, I could do 10 different colors. Yeah. But that's the difficulty with them. But they are fab because they are made using recycled materials. And that's what I really, really love about that I've been able to do that because mm. I just find it absolutely bonkers sometimes that I kind of managed to do that with no experience just from like research and reaching out to people online and you know from like my living room <laughs> <laughs> when there's you know high street stores and really experienced designers out there I kind of think like why don't they make it mainstream like they've got the yeah. power to do that they've got the power to go in place these massive orders and then factories would have that on the shelf that would be yeah. their standards and I'm really really passionate about talking about that so yeah if any if any fashion businesses are listening then please start doing that because it would yeah. really help me out as well <laughs> I think you, um, do you know what I just picked up on something you said there and I obviously know this but our listeners won't because you know you've got this fabulous range of bags and you do run it all from your home you know, I remember seeing the lorry outside what looks like a, you know, a country cottage, like something from the holiday, this huge Royal Mail lorry just packed with your parcels. And I know there was drama around that as well. Um, oh, but yeah, really it's cool. it's incredible. So you don't have any premises at all. You do it from home. And have you outsourced your fulfillment now? Now I've outsourced my fulfillment to a lovely lady called Julie at Selby Marketing and I absolutely love Julie and I did once upon a time outsource my fulfillment previously but only for a short amount of time because I didn't have a lot of money there was a lot of issues where I lost a lot of money a lot of people say to me oh well done you're doing so well and I think oh you don't know the half of it buddy you never do you never do yeah I think and I feel obliged to say that to people because I'm like I feel like people should know like I don't want people to say that to me because I don't feel like it's true a lot of the time you know but yeah so I now have outsourced my fulfillment to Julie and it is just such a game changer because her team are amazing they're so methodical they're really conscientious and they really really care and the previous fulfillment company I had and I know that there may be a few people that listen to this that will know exactly what I'm on about because they would have been on the receiving end of it duplicated orders and we're talking 200 pound 
yeah exactly out to people very quickly you can lose a thousand pounds worth of sales if they do that across five orders in a week you know my stock was like vanishing also like the guy was totally sexist like honestly I couldn't believe it because it I was paying for that service and it like it's my business. I went and set it all up with him. He seemed perfectly fine at the beginning. And they just weren't fulfilling things properly on the system. And I knew because I'd been doing the fulfillment myself, yeah. so I could spot. I was having to go in at the end of every day and look at what they were doing to try and spot it, to say to them, this is what you're not doing. This is what needs to be done so that the next person that comes in tomorrow doesn't duplicate an order and this doesn't happen. And he just was like, you need to leave us to do our job and stop telling us what we're doing. Like, there's no issue here. And I was, but there is, there is an issue and I'm the customer and I'm telling you there's an issue and I'm telling you I want it done like this. Anyway, this went on for like a few weeks and I was like, arsehole. So I got like a random guy that I know who has nothing to do with my business added him into this whatsapp conversation and basically sent him what to send to the conversation like introduce him like hi this is so and so and he's going to be looking after this from now on he then repeated what I've been saying for weeks straight away the guy phoned him and he phoned him three times that week to apologize and to make sure everything was okay and I was like it's laughable because he was nothing even to do with my business always paying the bill yeah and I think this you know it's sadly it still goes on so my background is in the motor trade and you know that's oh. that's incredibly male orientated yeah. and you know I, I remember being sat in meetings with my dad it was a family business you know and the people who would come to see us would literally just talk at him and just totally ignore me like I was there to get the coffee or something and my dad was always very good at going oh you're talking to the wrong person you know you need to you need yeah. to talk to her and it, and it is sad but yeah it does still go on I know that so so with all the you know ups and downs that come we know you know it's like you say we it's easy to look at other people and go they're they're absolutely killing it they're a raving success and I think women in particular you know we get that bit of comparisonitis and go oh you know look at Charlotte she's doing all this so I applaud you you know for the for the honesty and that's what I always say to people look every day I'm a really positive person you know I'm a coach I know all the tools and I still have my down moments. I'm not flipping, you know, swinging from the rafters every day. So when you have those (laughs) moments, I'd love to be, but not every day. Um, So how do you bring in self-care? Obviously, you're really busy running this business. You've got Matilda as well. You know, what are your kind of secrets to self-care, if you like? How do you take care of your mental health particularly? Uh, well, I, I don't know that I do take care of my mental health. <laughs> <laughs> I probably don't. But what I do, so for example, I, I, I've not really drank for a couple of months now. Mm-hmm. I've not really drank any alcohol. I I think the, the biggest thing that I have done over the years for my own self-care and mental health is I have had periods where I've had really bad mental health and I have gone completely loopy, you know, Mm. lost my absolute shit. And it's not nice. It's not a good place to be in. And I think that what do I do now to avoid that? I I make sure that if if I'm tired, that I don't push myself. 
too much I can't actually because it has such a bad effect on me now it makes me like extremely fatigued so I'll do what I can when I'm in the mood to do it and and that's why it's good that I work for myself because some weeks I feel very exhausted and and then I will just be kind to myself and just go right I'm not I'm not going to do as much this week I'll do the bare minimum like before Christmas I felt very burnt out and it was after the stock and after all of that and this is what I mean like there are some points in business where you know I've got to go hard here yes and I've got to do this because otherwise I'm not going to get to the next level and that that's just the reality of it and and, but then I knew okay I need to reduce my workloads then because I just was feeling burnt out and that's what I did and I think sometimes you've got to you know check yourself and go right what's really important here and okay I could make more money if I did xyz but actually is it worth it and just looking at what I I completely agree and recognizing that in yourself is massive. I've got a friend who calls it blast and cruise. So, you know, you've got to, at certain points, you've got to blast. It's just where you are. But then afterwards, you need to kind of give back to yourself and recognize that. And I'm a big fan of the Nana nap. So, you know, I like to go and get a blankie in the afternoon and just have a little, you know, hour. I'm not good with a power snooze. I can't do like 20 minutes and then come up like the, but I like an hour. If I can't do an hour, it's not, it's not happening. So, yeah I think you know we do get tired if we're pushing in business the way that we do you can't do that all of the time you have to have those other times as well definitely yeah you cannot expect yourself to perform like that like 12 months of the year like you just have to accept that you're human and sometimes you need to push really really hard and it's hard and it's difficult but if you don't do it someone else will and you have to do it and then at other times you have to say right what's more important in this moment but I think to be honest the main main thing that has helped with my mental health is my daughter because being balanced and like having breaks from things you know if I if I didn't have Tilly and I know this because obviously before Mm. I had her I didn't have her I was a lunatic I was on the go 24 7 you know and actually having her and want, wanting to spend quality time with her makes yeah. me slow down. And I, and I like that. You know, I love that. I love yeah. that. Having a couple of hours together and having a chat and making something nice together, food or doing the gardening or going for a walk or a bike ride. And stuff. Yeah, I was just so, going to say that. So you've, you've moved kind of more country-ish, haven't you? And I see you go for walks. I see the sheep and the green and you two on your bikes which is great because I think you know getting outdoors and I'm not a natural outdoorsy person but since I moved to more rural actually I quite like going out I realize it's the people I don't like bumping into so now I'm a bit more rural I bump into less people so it's fine (laughs) I totally agree yeah oh it's lovely isn't it yeah it it. is it is lovely I I never had a dog until I moved here and what no one told me is when you've got a dog everyone talks to you so like (laughs) I go out and I'm like like this is my special time just me and Ruby and then everyone wants to stop and talk to you so I'm forever you know clicking my ear to stop the podcast that I'm listening to hi good morning yes yes I hope none of my neighbors are listening I'll think I'm a right (laughs) or maybe hope they do listen and then they'll talk to you later (laughs) so what's coming up next for you and carter bags 
So what is coming up next? There will be a new collection at some point. I'm working on it at the moment. I think the main thing for me now is looking at, right, you know, diversifying income into the business. And I'm just looking at potential. I mean, there's so many ways to do it. And this is what I get really like, you know, I've got all the ideas and all the enthusiasm and all the potential, I think. But it, you're, you're on a budget, you know, so yeah. it's hard to know what way to go. So at the minute, I'm doing a lot of testing. I'm testing and I'm learning new skills myself. So I'm learning how to run ads at the moment. Okay. I'm learning other different platforms. I'm learning how to generate, a, you know, continuous stream of sales without doing the massive organic piece, which I don't think I'll ever stop. But, you know, how do I grow? How do I grow from now? And that's what I'm looking at at the minute. And hopefully we'll be having someone come on and have a bit of involvement with Carter Bags. Lovely lady that I'm speaking to at the moment. She's got four kids. She's um, a stay-at-home mum and she's so experienced. It's ridiculous and wow. very, very talented. So I'm trying to convince her yeah. that in her own time or in the evening, she can do a bit of work with me. <laughs> well, you know what? She could go worse than to model you because obviously, you know, you you are you are killing it, like I said. So and thank you for sharing your stuff with us today. So I always finish the podcast with the last word, which is where I ask our guests anything from their last meal to the last piece of advice they had. So obviously with your background and your current business, I've gone fashion related with you. So tell me, what is the last thing that you added to your wardrobe? Yes. So it's actually on the chair behind me. Looks fabulous. Yeah. I found in a charity shop, I was actually walking past it, like red leather jacket, like really vintage one, original. And yeah, I think I got it for about a tenner. Wow. Oh, well, yeah, no one can see it, but yeah, it looks amazing. So mint condition. I can't believe it. It looks really, and it's just that red that I love as well. I love a nice bright red. I am going to stick out like a sore thumb in the middle of the countryside in it, but who Oh yeah, you might scare the sheep actually. (laughs) And um, so again, moving on from that, and it obviously isn't that jacket, but what was the last fashion mistake that you made? Um, just a school run every day, really. That's um, yeah. The morning school run is always. It's never a highlight of my fashion moments. <laughs> Brilliant! I love that. Whatever's nearest and get out the door. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Well, thanks, Charlotte, for joining us today on the High Vibe Tribe podcast. Where can our listeners connect with you further? Yeah, come and follow on LinkedIn. Uh-huh. I, I have maxed out on connections on LinkedIn now, but you can follow or alternatively come and connect with me on Instagram as well. I'm on Instagram and um, it's easier to have conversations with people on Instagram because I haven't got that many followers on Instagram. So right. I actually have like, better quality conversations and can reply yeah. to people on there. Um, so yeah, come and connect with me on Instagram, definitely. Lovely. Well, we'll put those in the show notes and obviously a link to the website as well because I know there's lots of ladies going to definitely want those bags. So yeah, definitely encourage you all to connect with Charlotte and go check out the bags. So that's yeah. it from us today. I'll be back really soon with a new, brand new head episode but in the meantime remember to keep those vibes high thank you for listening to the high vibe tribe podcast with me dawn owen i'd love to know what your number one takeaway was from this episode feel free to screenshot the episode and tag me in on social media and if you know someone who would enjoy it too then don't keep it to yourself share the vibes don't forget to hit subscribe so you get notified as soon as the next episode drops 
If you're not already a part of the High Vibe Tribe community over on Facebook, then come and join us there. The link is in the show notes. And I'll see you on the next episode. In the meantime, keep those vibes high. Thank you.